0: Blog Talk Radio Come. Come
1: Firefly Willows LIVE presents. Our live on air call in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on air readings. Do you have a concern or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1 646 716 5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L-I-Z-E show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting.
2: And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us here again this month. My name is Hi-C. I am host of Revolution on the second Sundays of each month. I am also co-host of the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist on the second Tuesdays of each month. Um we also have a number of other shows here on the SoulVox network that I would encourage you to check out. You can find uh, previous episodes of all of the shows in the archives of the blog talk radio website here, as well as on iTunes, just do a quick search either for SoulVox or for the name of one of the shows and it should pop right up. And uh, we're also adding a couple of new shows. Uh, recently, I think the most recent one we've added is called walk the talk to health and wellbeing uh, with Dr. Glenna Calder and Mildred Lynn McDonald. And there is a new show that also begins tomorrow called Let's Talk About. Uh, those are just some kind of bite-sized roundtable discussions on uh, various topics uh, that you can listen to. Hopefully, we'll uh, give you some things to think about, some questions, some tips uh, to consider. And, of course, we would always welcome your feedback on uh Our Facebook page if you have any thoughts regarding any of the shows or if there is something that comes up during a show that you would like to uh, comment on or enter into the conversation about. You can find us on Facebook. Just do a quick search for Soulvox, S-O-U-L-V-O-X, and it'll pop right up. And I would encourage you to come be a part of our community and be part of the conversation. The show today, which we do every fourth Sunday of each month, is your opportunity to call in and receive a reading live on the air. Uh, If you would like to do that, you can connect in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510 and that will allow you to get into the queue for a reading. Uh, You can find out more about me. Again, my name is Heisei and I am a professional tarot reader as well as a ritual consultant and magic consultant. And you can find me on my website, tarotbyhighc.net. You can email me, highc at or you can find me on Facebook. Either do a search for Tarot by High C or just go to facebook.com slash c and it'll pop right up. I would welcome you to come and like the page. I would be happy to answer any questions you have. Or if you would like to set up a more in-depth session uh, one-on-one with me, which I can do if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, I can do that in person. Or I am happy to do readings anywhere in the world by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. So there's no limit, there's no barrier to being able to do a session um, wherever you might be. I do apologize. Um, so I would be uh, happy to have you. And also, if you uh, are on the, the Facebook page, um, there is a little in there for to subscribe. I send out a daily newsletter, which has some daily astrological information, as well as a daily card that offers the energy of the day uh, to consider an and herbal ally for the day. Um, that can be something that you can use energetically to help you with what is going on for that day. So I would also invite you to uh, subscribe to that if you feel so inclined. Uh, I think that you would find some uh, interesting and useful information there. So uh, today I thought I would start off by just mentioning some of the astrological weather patterns that we're looking at for this year. Um, And I'm going to talk about uh, probably three different ones. Um, And I'm going to pull a card for each one just to say, how is it that we can best navigate through and successfully utilize the energies of what's happening astrologically? Um, You know, it's important to remember that the astrological energies, it's not like they compel us. Like it says, this is just written in stone. This is what's going to happen. You can't do anything about it. It's really about understanding what kind of energy is there for us to access and work with to either be better prepared to deal with what the energy might be or to be able to take uh, as full and successful advantage of that energy as possible by being aware of it and then knowing how to work with it in the best way possible. So uh, that's why I like to talk about these. So when I talk about these, it's kind of like, Uh, hearing the weather report that there is a rainstorm coming through in the next two days. This is something that everybody is affected by, that everybody is under. Uh, It may affect us on an individual basis differently, but at least, you know, uh, if we know that the rainstorm is coming, we might need to, one person might say, I need to take an umbrella. Another person's going to get ready to go run and play in the rain. And another person is going to get their garden ready to be able to take advantage of the water. So, you know, that's, that's, we would look at individual charts in order to understand how that might affect us more individually, but understanding the weather patterns that are moving through, I think, are also very important so that we can be as prepared as possible. So the first one that I'm going to mention is called Jupiter retrograde. So anytime I say retrograde, it just means if you looked up in the sky, it would look like the planet was moving backwards. Technically, it's not, but that would be the the perception. Um, and when a planet goes retrograde, there is a sense of the energy pulling back a bit. Sometimes it can feel as if what that energy of the planet represents is kind of pushing against us uh, in some ways. And and that's not always a bad thing. Um, sometimes we need that. Sometimes it just is kind of like the ebbs of, of, of energy where there is a need for a low tide and high tide and that kind of thing. Um, but anytime you hear about a retrograde, you can always think about RE words as being very appropriate to the way to best work with that energy. So, for example, it may be things like retreat, revise, revisit, remember, uh, rest, respite, um, redo, um, re energize, recharge. Uh, So, you know, those kind of things can come up, uh, reassess, reevaluate. So those can often be ways of best approaching the energy during a retrograde. Then you would look at what is that particular planet's energy represent? And then how would those kind of RE words apply to that energy uh, so that you can understand how to best uh, navigate it, work with it, and successfully take advantage of it? So, Jupiter going retrograde from January through August. Now, Jupiter is a planet of expansion. Jupiter is a planet of taking risks. Jupiter is a planet of going bigger. It, it Whenever it's like next to something or, or moving through a particular area of our chart, it often uh, expands or pushes that out or enhances uh, that in some way it's it's like adding a boost <laughs> to something, an energetic boost to something. Um, so if we think of those uh, qualities and then we think that it's going to be retrograde, then we're going to think that, okay, if it's about expansion, it could be about contraction. So we may feel that things are pulling back or pulling in rather than able to go outward. Um, for example, January was the worst first month of the year for the stock market, I don't know if in, in history or within a certain amount of time, but we saw the stock market certainly contracting in January from uh, its kind of and, – and you know we see that where there was a sense that it might have been a bit overheated. Um, it might have been overvalued. And so what's happening is there's this contraction that's pulling things back away from being too much, to, now, it, it does kind of go in extremes with the retrograde, so we can kind of swing from too much to suddenly it's pulling back a little too far, but it will even itself out. So during the Jupiter retrograde period, from January through August of this year, we want to pull back a little bit. It's not necessarily the best time for ex- trying to push something out and go bigger, it's not necessarily the best time to be doing a lot that focuses on moving into foreign territory or uncharted territory. Um, Jupiter can be about foreign travel, and so there is a sense of it may not be the best time for taking uh, big trips into foreign territories versus smaller trips it's like, let's pull back a little bit from what we might do normally, and let's go either on smaller trips to more familiar places. Even if we go to some place that's foreign or new, it may say, let's not necessarily try to do as much as we normally would. So if we tend to go someplace and then try to see every museum and every site and you know all of that kind of thing, it's like, uh, or go to 17 cities in 18 days. Uh you know, it's like let's take a more leisurely approach to things. Let's not try to do too much. Let's not overindulge. Let's not overdo. That's those are some key things during a Jupiter retrograde not to allow ourselves to fall prey to overindulging. Because we will likely realize after the fact that it was too much. It's like overeating and then feeling sick, but we couldn't stop ourselves. Uh, when we were eating. And so that's kind of the idea during Jupiter retrograde is we're likely to have a less than pleasant feeling or perception about something like it would be like buyer's remorse. Um, if we overindulge, if we try to go beyond the limits that we have established or the boundaries that we are operating within. So if we have a budget, for example, for our finances, this is not the time to be uh extending or overextending beyond what we've budgeted for. Uh, it, w- it may have a more negative impact than normal. It may also, um, we may also find that we have regrets about having spent the money later because it doesn't live up to what we thought it would. It doesn't make us as satisfied as what we thought it was going to. Uh, so you want to pay attention to those kind of things as well. Um, But one of the things you can do during a Jupiter retrograde, there is a sense of um, instead of looking, quote unquote, out there for what we think we need or where we need to be, then let's look more right around us. We may be missing things that are right around us because we keep looking out there. So focus more locally, focus more internally focus more on what is it that I have right in access to me already rather than what is it that I need to reach for or try to get to that somehow is beyond where I'm at at this point in order to somehow satisfy what I think that I need at this time. And I think the word want and need is very important here because uh, Jupiter can often be about what it is that we want And when it goes retrograde, it says, let's focus on simply what we need and not give in to the temptation of what we want when it goes beyond what it is that we might be comfortable being able to do, afford, etc. So, let's pull a card and see how to best access and take advantage of this Jupiter retrograde period from January through August. And the card that comes up is the Eight of Pentacles reversed. So this could indicate contraction in the sense of a loss of job or a change of work situation uh, or a change of income situation. Uh, Eight of Pentacles is often a card about doing something that we know how to do and doing it well being in a long-term job, uh, for example, um, having a budget. And so the reversal of this actually often is a card that shows money slipping through our fingers, uh, the lack of a structured, say, budget or process or plan that we can work within in order to best utilize the resources we have. So it's going to, So and I think that what this is really pointing out as part of this Jupiter retrograde period, one of the primary focuses that it's taking is around um, what we do, how we use our resources, our money, etc., and the need to pull back a bit to make sure that we, if we don't already, come up with some sort of a plan or a budget so we can know what we have to work with, how we can work within that as Um, advantageously as possible and how we can avoid uh, difficult circumstances due to not having enough when we need it should something come up that was unexpected. So at least through August, let's really uh, pay attention to how we're using resources, and this will go on the bigger level as well. Um, that if we looked at more of the world stage or that kind of thing, you know, this may also say that we're going to see a need to reexamine and reassess how we are using resources that we are going to have to start cutting back a bit on just spend, 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 drill, 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 use, 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 consume, consume, consume. Um, This would show, you know, contraction probably in the, the, uh, economies of various places um which is going to affect us it may not affect us in the worst way possible of course but it may just mean let's take a cue from the larger picture and say oh okay if if that's happening in the bigger stage then on my little stage which says I'm going to focus right on what's around me. I'm going to focus on what is in my world uh, with the retrograde. Then let me see how I can also pull back a bit, how I can be more responsible, more practical and pragmatic in the way that I am using and allocating and structuring my resources. So that's Jupiter retrograde. And uh, that is the first aspect or weather pattern that I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the next one, which really kicks in in April, uh, which is a Mars retrograde. So stay tuned and we will talk about Mars retrograde in just a moment.
3: My day as if there was no past Doing it all night, all summer Doing it the way I wanna Yeah, I'ma dance my heart out till the dawn But I won't be done when morning comes Doing it all night, all summer Gonna spend it like no other,
1: your firefly willows
2: live hosts enjoy the show and welcome back my name is Hi I am your host for this month's call-in show and I would invite you if you would like to get a reading to get into the queue by either connecting in from the show page or calling 646-716-5510 so, I just mentioned that Jupiter retrograde is one of the primary aspects of this year astrologically from January through August. And, you know, really, this year overall is not necessarily an action oriented year, which we'll see as we talk about some of these other things also that are going on. Um, but it is a chance for us to get it right. It's a chance for us to pull back a bit and say, okay, wait, let me revisit, let me reassess where i was going what i was doing what my goals were what direction i was heading um and let me say let, let me really see if that's what i still want if that's if i'm still going about that properly and what i need to adjust or redo or revise uh, in order to uh get back on track to be on the right path to be doing things in the most sustainable way possible. Uh, by the end of the year, we may find that things that we had initially at the beginning of this year um, been moving towards or wanting to do or trying to make happen, we may find that those have radically shifted in some way. Uh, some of that may be from our own uh, changes and things that we have done, uh, but also it may be things outside of our control that have radically altered our course in some way. And we want to be open to that. By the end of the year, we have an amazing aspect. So it does not ha- it's not all doom and gloom. It's just the willingness to accept that things do shift and change in that way. Um, so, so the first thing that I talked about was Jupiter retrograde from January through August. Uh, before I go to the next, we're going to go ahead and take a caller. And this is someone who is calling from area code 530. Are you there, caller from area code 530?
0: Yes, we are.
2: Okay. Um, what's your name and where are you calling from?
0: Uh, my name is Donna and I'm from Westwood, California.
2: Okay. Well, welcome to the show. What is it that we could look at for you today?
0: Oh, probably just whatever you see in general.
2: Okay. So um, I'm going to to pull a couple of cards to look at that, but then I'm also, since you just kind of are asking generally, I also want you to hopefully be able to listen to the rest of the show because I think that hearing what's happening astrologically for the year is going to help you to understand some of the themes and energies that are going on and you can really start thinking about the different areas of your life and how to best um, navigate through each of those areas and aspects related to what's going on astrologically. Um, So the first card that comes up is the chariot card, which says it's time to move, it's time to act. This also is a perfect setup for what I'm going to talk about in a minute, because from April through June, we have um, a Mars retrograde. And so before April, if there's anything that we need to get moving on, if there's anything that we need to initiate, if there's anything that we need to see moving forward, that we need to be part of helping to move forward in some way, um, we really want to either focus on doing that and getting that going before April Um Otherwise, it's probably going to be best maybe to wait until July, August, but there you're not going to push too hard. Um, And then it's really more towards the latter part of the year, October, November, December, when we would really put more of the emphasis on pushing things forward and really getting things going. So if something is ready now, then now is the time to get that going. Otherwise, be prepared to perhaps just set it to the side or just kind of leave it in idle and let it just kind of coast for a bit be, and not be pushing it forward. Um so the yeah. chariot car can say it's a great time to make a move, literally <laughs> make a move, uh like moving house. Uh it's a great time to get uh something really going or or speeding up and moving forward. Um it's a great time for travel actually. Okay. Um but uh, And and Nine of Wands comes up after that, and the Nine of Wands says, we really need to get something moving now, and if so, we really want to move it towards completion as quickly as possible. Uh, That may be part of the Mars retrograde thing, but it also says we're not focusing on really brand new things that need to get started. We're focusing on things that already exist that perhaps need the gas pedal applied to them in order to really get them moving forward towards being done. Um, you know, even if it's a little exhausting trying to get it done within a certain amount of time, this is saying it needs to happen and it needs to get done, probably because it's saying we need to get this done and out of the way. There will be other right. things that are coming. If you heard what I said just a minute ago, by the end of the year, we'll probably find that things have shifted in sort of a radical way. And so what we're focusing on right now in this part of the year, we don't want to necessarily be still focusing on or still tied up in by the end of the year. So we really want to just apply some pressure, apply some pedal to the metal, if you will, and and get things that are already in process moving forward and going towards completion um, as soon and as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. So, questions about that?
0: No, but that's actually what I've been doing for about the last two weeks. <laughs> the finishing up all these hands of things that have been finishing making.
2: Well, well that's good. Uh, this is just saying not to let up now. Um, I would say you yeah. want to kind of maintain that pressure um, through March so that we really have brought it to completion or to as close as completion as possible by the end of March, beginning of April, before the, the Mars retrograde really kicks into high gear. Okay. So now is not the time to let up.
0: (laughs) Okay, that sounds good.
2: All right. Any other questions around that?
0: Nope, I don't think
2: so. Okay. Well, I think also if you listen to some of the other astrological aspects, that'll also, you know, um, give you some additional information about things overall about how to think about and plan for the year in general.
0: Okay. All right.
2: All right. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. You betcha. Sure. All right. <clears throat> so that was actually the perfect setup for what I'm going to talk about next, which is Mars retrograde. And that is going to happen from April, I mean, more or less. It's going to happen from April through June. So uh, what is Mars? Mars is a very forceful, aggressive energy. It's the energy of the warrior. Uh, it's about, you know, really going after things and being ambitious and, and pursuing goals and uh, putting a lot of energy into something to really make it happen, move it forward, conquer it. You know, it's a very fiery energy. Uh and so when it goes retrograde, if we go from warrior to guardian, there is a sense of this being a period especially to um retreat, to take care of things internally, to take care of ourselves, to 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 tend to the homestead, if you will, just like the warrior is out on the battlefield versus the guardian is at home protecting um what is there. And so during a Mars retrograde, that's really a good time for being much more guardian-oriented. So with uh, during that period from April through June, we want to uh, pull, pull our energy back from trying to move things forward to uh, not be pushing things, trying to force things to happen. We also want to be extremely careful about impulse control and instant gratification, Uh, Mars retrograde, we may have a tendency for things to easily and quickly blow up in our face or get out of control. Uh, Just like, you know, it'd be like, I just had a fire in the fireplace one minute ago and suddenly my house was burning down. Um, That would be the guardian energy that wasn't being done because it would say I wasn't watching or tending to the fire in the fireplace. I went off to do something else and then suddenly the log fell out and caught the house on fire. So it's really an important time to not be turning our attention away from what it is that we're focused on, what it is that we need to be taking care of um, uh, during that April through June time period. It's a good time to allow things to coast a bit. Um, So it's like instead instead of feeling as if I have to push down the accelerator like I'm in a race, I'm going to let off and just kind of enjoy a very leisurely, casual, Sunday drive kind of approach. It doesn't mean things won't move forward necessarily. It just is this sense that the more we try to move things forward, the more we try to speed things up, the more we try to push, initiate, or force something, the more resistance, challenges, blocks, obstacles we're going to find that we encounter. Uh, you know, just like if you're going 100 miles an hour and don't notice the person in front of you has stopped, that could be a big issue. But if you were just ever so slightly advancing because you thought the light was going to change and then you bump the bumper of the person in front of you, well, you know, that's not such a big deal. So that's really the way that we want to be operating during this April through June time period is just ever so gently advancing Uh, If we encounter a bump or a resistance, we'll, of course, know that it's there, but we'll also be able to simply stop, deal with it. It's not going to create a lot of damage um, or a lot of upset. And then when things open up, we can continue to move forward. Um, I would really, really rein in impulse buys. Um, I would really rein in the need for instant gratification uh during the the April through June time period because the more we give into that the more we're going to find that it creates uh greater perhaps unmanageable problems that didn't need to be there so it it's like if you suddenly impulse buy that you know $5000 television and you haven't been saving or budgeting for it, and you've used everything in your savings or put it on a credit card that has now you know, reached its limit for what you can spend on that credit card, what you may find is that suddenly a month later, the TV isn't working and now the roof is leaking and it's going to cost $10,000 to repair the roof, but now you don't have anything left on your credit cards to use for that. You can't return the television because now it's not working. Um, You know, so those are the kind of things that you really want to be careful about, especially even with that Jupiter retrograde through August. um, But that's going to just intensify uh, during the April through June time period. Um, It also is a really important time to be paying attention to your energy levels, uh, to pushing too hard, to um, the point of exhaustion and burnout. Um, We may... uh, be more prone to experiencing those kind of things during April through June. So really know when to rest, know when to pull back, know when to retreat. That can include in a situation, you know, because tempers can flare easily, arguments can escalate quickly, conflicts can really get out of control easily. Uh, So especially April through June, retreat is often a better approach then the, I'm going to continue to push, push, push to try to win. Um, We can revisit later. Uh, We may, because Mars retrograde would say, things need a cooling off period. And if we don't allow the cooling off period, then they're going to overheat and then blow up. So we have a lot that we can do about that. But it's up to us as to whether we're paying attention and being conscientious about that rather than giving in. That would be like the impulse or the instant gratification. Like, no, I must win this argument. No, I have to see them come around to my way of thinking. No, I have to make my point. Yeah, well, if you need to do that in that moment, you may just be escalating a situation and then it's going to blow up into something rather than stepping back and saying, you know, maybe I just will revisit this later with this situation and where things are at after everybody has had a chance to cool down and cooler heads can prevail. So there, you can think of that as a theme for Mars retrograde from April through June. Once Mars goes direct towards the end of June, July and August, we're still in the Saturn retrograde. So think of it like, uh, you know, if you went out for a run, the first thing you would do is you would stretch. Then when you started, you wouldn't start at full speed. You would start kind of in a slow-paced jog and, you know, gradually kind of work up to more of a faster speed until you reach the speed that you want to do for more of the longer portion of the run. So uh the the, the April through June time period is really more of the stretching period. Um And then July, August, September-ish, um, we really... We're starting to move forward on things. We're just gently doing it at a very you know, slow-paced jog to start to get warmed up and to start to come up to speed. So we're not in a rush, even after Mars goes direct. We may feel like we are because we may start to feel a little more energized. Mars going direct suddenly can kind of um, fire us up or get us a little more excited and energized about things. But we don't want to overdo it right away because if we're going to go out for a five-mile run and we take off at full speed from the moment we start, we may not make it for the full five-mile. So really, you know, rein that in just a bit, but know that July, August, September is when we get to start, we get to stop the stretching and we get to start. The run, but we're going to start at a relatively slow, measured pace in order to work back up to full speed for things over a couple of months' period. The card that came up for Mars retrograde is the Four of Swords reversed. So it's an interesting card to get here. Um, one thing it says is when this card reverses, we can't postpone or delay things. I would go back to what I was just saying to the previous caller. Um, At this moment, because that Mars retrograde really kicks in uh, in April, now is not the time to be delaying or putting off thinking, well, maybe I can get to that in April. Maybe I can get to that in May, Um, because now is the time to focus on and do or take action on things that we need to get done, and then we will postpone or delay until after Mars goes direct until July. So let's take our head out of the sand. Let's stop worrying about thinking about planning and let's just start getting acting on right now so that we can really get things as fully done, accomplished or going as much as possible before April so that we can then pull back, just like if we were pushing something and getting, you know, pushing it faster and faster, when it gets up to a certain speed, we can let go and it'll just keep kind of going on its own momentum. We want things to be able to do that from April through June, to be able to just kind of move forward on their own momentum, rather than needing a lot of energy on our part, trying to continue to push or accelerate them forward. So let's use Uh, this period between now and April to really be taking action and not postponing or putting off things that really need our attention, that need to get done um, so that they have as full capability as possible to be at the speed or the momentum they need to just maintain themselves during that um, four-month or so period, three-month, four-month period. So that's our second uh, aspect of the year uh, that I wanted to talk about. So, first we had uh, Jupiter retrograde from January through August, and then that will be joined by a Mars retrograde from April through June. So, we see how now they're going to start layering on top of each other. There's a lot of this year, this is why this isn't so much an action oriented year, because a lot of this energy is about pulling inwards slowing down, not really trying to rush, force, or push things, but just kind of getting them going with what I already have around me and getting them to a point where they can just kind of maintain themselves. Uh, And then I can step back and not uh, overheat things, overdo things, or um, run into obstacles and challenges uh, at too fast of a pace that suddenly everything comes crashing Rather than, okay, there's a bump in the road. I can figure out how to manage or deal with that. So why don't we go ahead and we'll take another caller here first. And this is someone calling from area code 845. Are you there, caller in area code 845? Hello, area code 845? All right, then. We will come back. Hopefully, they'll be on the line a bit later. So let's go ahead and see if we can talk to somebody in area code 347. Hi. Hello. What's your name hello. and where are you calling from?
4: My name is Tamika. I'm calling from New York.
2: Well, hello, Tamika. Thank you for calling into the show. What is it that I could look at for you today?
4: Um, It's Tamika with an N. Like Nancy, some people get it mixed up with an M. Sorry. <laughs> but it's. Um, Tanika and I just wanted you to take a look at love and relationship for me and moving.
2: First of all, is that two different things? One about love and one about moving?
4: Yeah, what you got for both of those.
2: Are you moving for a relationship?
4: (laughs) I, well, don't have that right now, either one. So no, I'm not in a relationship and I really want to move but I don't really know how or will it happen? Okay. don't have love don't have love right now. Love someone from my past. But don't have love not involved not not involved with anyone right now, single.
2: Okay. Um so I will say, since I've been talking about the astrology today, um right now, especially the first couple of weeks of March, um this is a really good time to be uh, social, be out and about, making connections with people. Um, what you may find is that you will uh, meet people, connect with people, et cetera. And while it may not become something right away, um, you may find that connections that are made now end up being beneficial in the future. And so it may be that you meet somebody now, but nothing happens in the moment. And then a few months later, let's say you come across them again at a party or, you know, something like that. And now you suddenly get asked on a date. So really take advantage of the next couple of weeks to be social, um, to be out connecting with people, to be in places or, or even online, just however you want to do it. But, you know, to really be taking advantage of any opportunity you can to be um, making new connections and developing relationships of some sort with people because they will likely pay off in the future. Um, I will say that that's very that can be more general. It doesn't have to just be love relationships. It could be business, et cetera. Uh, but since you're asking about love, this is a great time um, to really be out there at least mingling and meeting people and making initial connections with people that will likely spark or set something up for the future. Um, so the card, that came up? Um, well, one thing I would say is I don't think that the online thing is really the best way for you to go. Um, also, there may be some things that you need to um, get a better handle on in your own life before trying to put attention and energy towards finding and developing a relationship. Um King of Swords comes up reversed, which just says we may not be thinking clearly or we may not have things fully under control. And we don't want to confuse ourselves even more by having too many things that we're trying to figure out. So it's like if you're trying to decide about moving and then you suddenly start developing a new relationship, now it can be even more confusing because you're like, well, I was really going to move in three months, but now if this is developing, I don't want to risk losing this relationship possibility by making a move, so I don't know whether I should move. Um... So really focus on coming to some more clear decisions about some things um, in your own life so that you feel you have everything under control and now you could easily add something else into the mix without adding that to the mix that just then creates more confusion um, for yourself and in your life. Um, And and I don't think that it's... uh, Well, so I I think that probably where you need to be is more crucial at this moment than the love thing. And I think that's probably because we will see that where you need to be is going to be important for being in the right place to meet someone rather than worrying about love and relationship before being in the right place. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, because there, there's a strong sense here that where you're at now is not really going to be very conducive to finding the kind of relationship or love that you're hoping for. Exactly.
4: Um, That's why I keep talking about moving. That's why I keep talking about yeah. moving, because I could feel it, that here is not conducive to anything for me. It's just not going to make anything... It, I don't feel a beginning... Uh, it, any sort of beginning able to begin here where I am. That's why I just have it obsessively in me that I need to leave.
2: Uh, Right. So that's why I said I think that we need to focus more on the question about moving because I think that's going to put you where you need to be to then find the kind of relationship and love that you're wanting. Um, So I'm going to take these cards up and I'm going to shuffle and then I'm going to lay cards out specifically for moving Um, And and that would go back to that King of Swords reversed as well because it says there are more important decisions and things to figure out at the moment that are not about the love relationship side of things. So so let's focus on those and get those under control and then we'll um, bring the emphasis back to bringing love and relationship into your life as a result of the decisions you've made and where it is that you've decided to now plant some roots. Should definitely be moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I would say if it's possible, the first card that came up is the lover's card reversed. Now we like reversals in the sense that they indicate the potential or possibility of the upright. Reversals just means the card is upside down. Um, and because this is a card called The Lovers and we were just looking at the question around love and relationship, the reversal of this says something has to turn 180 degrees or turn around in order for love to be able to come into the picture. So that would immediately point to where I'm at is not where I need to be. And The Lovers card correlates to Gemini.
4: Oh my Lord. So one thing well, okay. Well, well, go ahead.
2: <laughs> why do you say that?
4: <laughs> well, because if you ever were going to get to um, or you felt anything to tell me about the person I told you that I have love for from my past, that is a Gemini with a sun, a moon, and a Mars in Gemini. And I am a sun and moon in Virgo, and I'm a Mars and Venus in Libra. But as soon as you said Gemini, that's why I jumped like that.
2: I see. (laughs) Um, Well, so where does this person live?
4: I haven't spoken to him or saw him. I haven't spoken to him since August 2014. Um, The last time we spoke, he lived about 45 minutes away from me. I don't know if he still lives there.
2: Okay, haven't spoken to him. So one thing I've been talking about during this show is some of the astrological patterns for the year, and especially during the first eight or nine months of the year, we have a lot of what are called retrogrades, one on top of the other, Jupiter retrograde, Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde, Um, and that that can indicate revisiting something or something from before uh, returning. However there's a lot about those that also say this is not a time period for us taking action on something. So this would not encourage you to necessarily be the active one trying to seek or find this person, but to simply simply pay attention and stay open to whether during this time period, especially during the first eight or nine months of this year, if that person reappears in some way. Not because Um, you went seeking them, but because they reappear.
4: Right. I am not going to do that. Um, I did a lot of that when we were together, and I chose to tell him that day, the last day we each other in August, that I won't. So I realize now if it were to rekindle, which I do hope for, it has to be him because I'm not going to chase. I'm not going to go to try to reenter back into his life. He, um, in a sense, if he wants me, he has to kind of come back on his own. I
2: won't force it. Yeah. Good. Um, and we don't want, because we also don't want you making decisions based on that. Like if you found out he was living 45 minutes away and then you say, okay, well then I'm not going to move, you know, or whatever. We don't want you right. to make decisions that way. Um, so, I mean, on the one hand, the reversal of the lover's card could say that we want to not go to, because reversals can say no. So we don't want to focus on or go to the Gemini. Um, I was also looking at it because I was really pulling these cards for the move Uh, I was thinking about timing for the move, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, with the reversal of this card plus the card that follows being the seven of wands, which would be around the seventh week of summer. So Gemini is basically June, and the seventh week of summer actually pushes us into towards the end of July. Um, I would focus on that time period for when would probably be a good time for you to move using the time between now and then to really be getting everything in order and uh, researching and finding where it is and what is going to be needed to make that move happen. Um, And part of that is because with the Jupiter retrograde, but also the Mars retrograde from April through June, we don't want to necessarily be initiating anything or really pushing anything forward during that time versus using that period to do the research to be gathering the resources and to be preparing for. And then July comes and that's where we start the jog. So that's when we actually start moving forward on something. Um, and that's what this would also indicate here because the lover's card reversed would push it to Gemini and the seven of wands would say seventh week of, of summer. So I would look at moving, actually moving, around um, end of July, beginning of August uh, and and starting to... Put into place and planning what it is that you need to do for that to happen at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the so, where do you want to move to?
4: I would either would like to move um, further out by him because I actually like his area because it's actually very simple life out there, and I like it. People are nicer, I feel like, and more simple, and it's just simple. Where I live, it's kind of like um, very unbalanced, and um, I just don't really relate to the people here, or I want to live someplace warm, definitely someplace warm.
2: Okay. So I don't know which kind of... one
4: I'm going to end up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um Well, so one thing I would say is that the Lover's Card Reverse says there's really no choice in the matter at this point, that moving is more not so much an option versus this is what is needed in your life at this time. Um, And in terms of simplicity, uh, as a more general theme for looking at places that you would be moving to, uh, I would say that that is certainly something to be taking into account um, because – The Seven of Wands followed by the King of Wands reversed says that right now we feel as if everything is always challenging us and pushing against us. Um, And that can just be like the general energy and and environment and culture of the place that we live. Um, And the King of Wands reversed says we want to move someplace where people are not so driven. (laughs) Well, it's a wealthy area.
4: I live in a... Yeah, I live in a very wealthy area and it's nice, you know, but it's just not balanced and people are kind of like very judgmental and people who don't maybe walk out of the house and drive a certain car, the kids don't go to a certain school, have a certain bag. It's very judgmental, unfortunately. So it's just like, I don't I have kids yet, you know, I don't have that income in life yet, you know, um, middle class and I want to live someplace where people are just kind of trying to. Work every day and get and do the best they can in life. You no, know, don't have it like that already. And over here, right. that's how it kind of is set already. People are kind of born into money. So it's hard. I see it and my parents are going through it. And where he lived, it's just not like that. It's like more down to earth.
2: So I, I, I really. So
4: when
2: I... <sighs> well, so, so you're on the right track. So, you know, so when you were saying where you were thinking about moving, um, I was pulling cards. So like when you said, you know, near where he lives, I pulled well, a card. Now What was that?
4: Or someplace warm, you know, I don't know if I'm being.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I, I know. I, I pulled a card for that, too. But I just wanted to look at the specific things you were saying first. Okay. Um, and so the, moving near where he is the Ten of Swords came up, I think that would be far too painful. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I want,
4: uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to unless it was, like, with him, like, us back together, and I wouldn't want yeah, to and, do that. Yeah, like, and, that,
2: and, and, and that's not what we're seeing here. So I, I wouldn't focus on moving there specifically, but I would certainly say that some of the qualities that you have identified for what that place is like are certainly very important for how you go about looking at the places you consider. Um, Someplace warm, where would that be? Because what are you thinking of in terms of places that are warm compared to where you are?
4: Like I'm thinking of like Florida, Texas, um, Hawaii. I don't know, like someplace like naturally warm where people are naturally nice. All I keep thinking is someplace where people are naturally nice and warm, where you can get up and go out in a summer dress every day to go, like, to get milk or to go to the grocery store. You know, you have that option. I just want to live someplace where people are naturally nice.
2: So the three places that you just said, uh, Florida, Texas, Hawaii, the far and away most uh, well-indicated place, is Hawaii. Oh,
0: well,
2: that was uh, ideal. So, because the card that came up is the Princess of Wands, which says, This is where you get to kind of rediscover what it means to play and enjoy life. And this is a place that's going to kind of stimulate you to begin to almost reinvent yourself and start to be willing to come back to being who you want to be and doing what you want to do. Um, so I would really put a lot of attention towards looking at opportunities and ways of being able to move to Hawaii if that's some place that you really want to live.
4: All right. I'll look into it. I never... It seems like a fantasy to be able to live there, but I will look into it. <laughs>
2: um, the... Uh, I mean, if you want to know for the other places... Texas was the world card reversed, which says there's going. you're always going to feel there's a piece missing there. So if you go there, it's going to be temporary because you're always going to feel like, okay, at least it got me away from where I was, but this certainly isn't going to fulfill or this isn't the complete picture, and therefore this isn't going to be where I'm going to stay.
1: Wow.
2: Um, and the for Florida, we have the tower card reversed. You know, by the end of the year, you'll hear if you listen to the, the rest of the show as I talk about the astrological stuff. By the end of the year, there is a sense of things having radically shifted for us. What we might have been doing or wanting or where we might have been at the beginning of the year is likely to be re- very different by the end of the year. And the Tower card would represent that kind of radical upheaval, or radical shift or change. The fact that it's reversed says that going to Florida, you may get the warm weather, but you're not going to find things are very much different there. So I don't know wow. that the the people and the culture and the environment, I don't think you're going to find that it's actually as different or conducive to the kind of thing you're looking for as mm-hmm. how it might appear right now from the outside. Uh, whereas Hawaii, on the other hand, with that princess of wands, says that really seems to encompass um, much of the kind of qualities and aspects that you're really Looking for and using as the basis of what it is that you want to be around and a part of um, so i would I would turn your attention much more towards Hawaii at this point uh and and really look at that as at least the starting point to begin considering where to move to, perhaps in researching that you'll come across someplace else that has a similar kind of feel or something, but Far and away Hawaii is, is the best aspected here based on the cards that came up.
4: I can imagine. I would love to live there because it seems like the people there too embrace nature's beauty and see the natural creativity in it and want to live by that mm-hmm. in sync mm-hmm. with Mother Nature and God's beauty. So it's kinda like I wanna live someplace like that where people um um are infatuated and love, you know, God's beauty and the nature, beautiful nature around them and appreciate the earth and see the creativity and the artistic potential
2: and hearing Yeah, her. and you can, you know, and, and if for some reason Hawaii doesn't necessarily seem to be very feasible at this time, um, there's some other places that could also do that. You know, places like Sedona, Arizona, uh, Taos, New Mexico. Um, you know, those are a couple of places that would be similar in the sense of, A, they're in warm climates. Uh, B, they're very kind of spiritual creative communities and they're in really, right. really beautiful land. And the people there are very much attuned to, um, the, the, the natural aspect around them and working with that and being part of that. Um, so, uh, those are also maybe a couple of other places that you might just research and see what jumps out at you, uh, as well. Um, when I thought of those, I went ahead and pulled cards for them and actually, um, Sedona came up with the High Priestess, which is a really amazing card. So uh, I would also maybe encourage you to look at both of those places, but I think perhaps Sedona is going to also hold a lot of appeal to you, especially on the spiritual side. And the the High Priestess, which is the number two card, is all about balance. Um, And so you may find that that also offers you, and maybe for whatever reason it might feel like it's more logistically feasible than going to Hawaii, who knows. Um, But I'm going to encourage you to both research Hawaii, since that was mm-hmm. obviously what you were feeling called to. Um, oh, you know what? I have lied to you because when I said the uh, the two places, I said um, uh, Sedona and then I said Taos. Uh Taos is actually the one that came up with the high priestess. So I would put a lot of attention towards researching Taos, New Mexico. Um, uh, also look into Sedona. I think Sedona would be some place you would feel very at ease. But I think that Taos may offer something a little more spiritually nourishing for you as a place to be.
4: Okay. You know, in the past life, someone told me that I was a Spanish woman. And the guy that I loved from my past, they told me that we passed away together um, from partying too much like going out at night in Spain and partying and when we were together people would mistake him for being Hispanic but that's funny that you said Mexico might be good for me so I'll look into it we had talked about oh, well, getting married well, not, having... not Mexico
2: <laughs> it's, it's New Mexico oh, it's, okay. it's, it's New Mexico Taos T-A-O-S is in New Mexico not not Mexico oh, okay. the country but New Mexico the state
4: <laughs> alright <laughs> And when we were together, we talked a lot about marriage and children, and I mean, I was with someone before him for a lot of years, but for some reason with him and me, it seemed like real, like it seemed like realer than most and like it was supposed to happen, and I still feel connected to him for some reason, like somehow feel like it's not over and feel like that is going to happen or supposed to happen, but I'm wondering if I'm being delusional to even still be thinking that way about him, you know? Yeah, I haven't heard from him, but for some reason, like, in me, um, it just still feels like it's going to happen. I don't know, like, like something is still there.
2: Well, but but one thing that we saw when I had the cards for love is there was a lot about you've got to get out of your head about love. <laughs> you have to stop thinking about it, worrying about it, trying to figure it out, plan for it, you know, and that kind of thing versus I'm just going to say that I am ready for And then I'm going to get on with my life and see what comes from the universe when it says, oh, okay, you've shown me you're ready. Now let's make sure, and I've seen you put yourself in the right place. Now let's bring what it is that's going to be in your best interest. Um, So I would encourage you to stop worrying about that or thinking about that or trying to figure it out so hard and just say, if there's still something left for us to, to complete in some way, then our paths will be brought back together. But I have to make sure that I stay on my path and moving forward rather than um, detour off of my path because I keep thinking, oh, maybe I should do this or maybe I should wait here or maybe I should go this way because there's still something over there. Um, So that that will sort itself out if it needs to. But for right now, your emphasis needs to be more on where you need to be. uh, And it's time for you to start really investigating and putting into place the the process for making the move.
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't stop my life or anything like that for him. I am working on it. It's just if you want to ask me who I still love, you know, that's the person I've I've dated and I'm not obsessed with being in a relationship um or being in love because I've chosen to stay alone right now and stop dating the people I was dating cuz Either some of them wanted to move too fast or it just didn't feel right. So I've chosen to be alone right now, and I am. But in, if you ask me who I still love and still feel something for it, it's you know, it's him. I don't know why, but that is who. So that's why I decided to ask about
2: him. Well, that that's okay. Um, this just wasn't indicating that now is the time for whatever that is supposed to to, or however that is supposed to resolve itself, this isn't the time for that to be happening. Uh, the time right now is for you to be um, getting to where you need to be.
4: I'm just wondering if you saw anything with us in the future, that's all. But I do understand that.
2: Um In some ways, a lot of what's coming... What's the day and month of your birth?
4: My date of, date of birth is September the 3rd, and I could tell you his if you need. And what's his? His date of birth is June 11th, and his date of birth actually adds up to eleven eleven, and I kept seeing that in the clocks right before I met him.
2: Um... Yeah, well, I I use it actually to calculate um, year numbers because it goes from birthday to birthday and it shows us the overall energy lesson theme focus for a person during a a particular year. Um, And right now he's in a seven year and he's more like he's not wanting to necessarily stop or settle down right now. Seven years can be very much about being on the go and pursuing our, especially career, a lot of times takes precedence during a seven year, but it's just about, I need to be getting to where I want to be and going after the things that I really want to accomplish. And it's just like, go, 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 go. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of times that means that there, that, that a person isn't necessarily overly focused on any one particular person, situation or thing. Um, because they get so focused on, like, I'm a, I'm going after this goal, that everything else is just a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it's not really on their radar, if you will. Um, so that's why this is much more a time for you, because you're in an 11-year, and this is much more a time for you to be uh, staying true to yourself and doing what you know is right for you rather than changing or sacrificing what is best for you for even just the hope of something else. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the cards, when I pull cards specifically for the relationship between you and this person, um, it's interesting because the... Uh, Well, on the one hand, making the move may be something that ultimately allows your paths to cross again, regardless of how far away it seems like it might be uh, in terms of geographic distance. Um, Because the King of Wands reversed was the final card for the direction of moving when I had the cards for that. And the card that came up to represent him is the King of Wands reversed. So, that may indicate there's something directly related to you moving that is part of the process of that resolution or completion or whatever it is that you feel still needs to happen. Or it may be that where you end up in some odd way (laughs) ends up being how you you end up crossing paths again. Like suddenly he's there for a conference, you know, or something. And it's like, hey, (laughs) we lived 45 minutes away from each other, never saw each other for two years. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're, all the way across the country, and here we are <laughs> crossing paths. Um, uh, but the 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 card for the relationship, though, um, is the Six of Cups reversed. And when that card reverses, it says we can no longer hold on to nostalgia, to what was. We can't keep trying to recapture or recreate what used to be, thinking that somehow we will be able to replicate it. Uh, You know, because people think, oh, I was so happy then. So if I could just have that again, I would be happy like that again. And the reversal of the Six of Cups says, well, it'll actually just be a diluted imitation of what was. It won't actually be that same experience. So if there was, I mean, on the one hand, the reversal of the Six of Cups says that we don't need to go backwards. We don't need to revisit the past. Uh, so uh, this, to me, still takes the emphasis off of worrying about, thinking about, or putting action towards trying to somehow recapture, recreate, or revisit that, and instead to focus forward and to just move forward. Um, and it, again, there may be synchronicity that will cause your paths to cross, but it's not going to really be because of any particular action that you take or even he takes in order to make that happen versus it seems to just happen so let's just get on with other things and allow what can happen to happen in the way that it will rather than for us trying to make it happen
4: right No, I agree I'm not trying to make anything happen with him and I if we have a destiny at all and if we were to come back together, I wouldn't want it to be like it was. It was great times, but um, a lot of crazy times, I would only want it to improve and be better and more calmer. So I wouldn't want it to be revisited. Yeah, because
2: the the one thing that needs to happen, especially on his part, because a lot of this is really more focused on him, is the sense mm-hmm. of he's going to have to grow up. Right. <laughs> yep. um, King of Wands reversed says this is someone who can be a bit uh, of a uh, – they they have a bit of an ego. Oh,
0: yeah. They can be
2: a bit blinded by themselves <laughs> and not notice how that affects anybody around them. Um, and also it can show that they're not very mature. Uh, so, you know, they need to get their act together and they need to grow up. And uh, then maybe we'll see. But that's on them. They have to do that. Uh, and so until that time, because the Six of Cups reverse says, there can't. It, this can't be an unequal relationship. It can't be feeling like you're the parent and they're the child. Mm-hmm. Or it can't feel as if I'm always trying to support and put energy into making this relationship work and the other person is just enjoying the ride but not really doing anything. Um, so until that person gets to that point, we need to shift our attention away and focus on other things because they have to choose to grow up and they have to do what they need to do in that regard. There's nothing you can do for that. And that would be the only way that this relationship could come back together and really have the possibility for uh, growing into something more is if that person had actually made that kind of progress in themselves.
4: And I was hoping that that's what he's doing all this time.
2: Well, the fact that the King of Wands reversed comes up says that either he hasn't been doing very much of it or he does it on the surface but it hasn't really embodied it, It hasn't really like, you know, taken hold. Um there there's not a lot of indication here to show that he's been doing much of that kind of uh self development work. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All
0: right.
4: All right. Well, good to know
2: but um but i think that there there's uh, because of the cards that came up especially around the move there are some like kind of amazing things that are awaiting you once you move to where you need to be so that really needs to be the primary emphasis and focus at this time for you in your life is uh getting to where you need to be and making that move happen um and i would hope that based on what we saw here, you're able to research that and then identify where that is and then start to put that in process and make that happen around uh, end of July or beginning of August time frame.
4: Yeah, I will look into it. It's just a matter of trying to find the proper income so I can support myself and move. That's what it's about
2: for me. But you live in New York, right?
4: yeah. Yeah, so, um, but I lived
2: you, you, alone. You, you, yeah, but you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised by some of the places that you look at that the cost of living is is less <laughs> than what you're used to,
1: um,
2: and so you may find that it's actually easier to find the kind of income to support you know yourself than you might think it is based on your current frame of reference. Right, and
4: it's like this whole big picture with moving and also it's about me finding my career because that's going to be a part of me being able to move and support myself, you know? So that's also something I'm looking into, like what fields would be best for me to go into so that I can be totally happy and independent.
2: Uh, well, uh, are there particular fields that you've been considering? Did
4: we lose you? Oh, i here. Okay. I've thought about, like, nursing, um, and, but I've only thought about nursing because I feel I'm kind of empathic and I like to help people, and my sister's a nurse, so I see she's an RN. She's never happy, but I see how she gets to live. So I've thought about that. I've always worked in retail, customer service. I always felt I was kind of psychic. I also love animals. And when I was younger, I always drew and wrote, but I stopped that. And, you know, you lose you lose your knack for being great at it if you stop it for a couple of years. So it's like I'm trying to figure out where I should pursue, you know, if it should be with animals or it should be trying to be some kind of psychic or healer or nursing or journalist, as crazy as it sounds. You know, it's hard to tell. I'm still like... Um what
2: would be so, me? Well, it, well, it's interesting that the way you described nursing with your sister, because it's like, oh, well, that sounds great. I see how she gets to live, but she's never happy. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> well, I supposed was, was to tell my mom. I'm like, she never looks happy. Yeah, she gets to travel every other month and stuff, and she gets to drive this kind of car and all that. Not that that matters to me. And she just, but look at her when she comes home every day. She just, and the stuff she complains about, she looks so run down and unhappy.
2: Um so the, the two of the things that you mentioned, the two things that are the strongest are uh working with animals and journalism. Mm. So I, I would I, I would I would pay attention to both of those things and use that as part of the research you do in terms of what kind of opportunities there are in those areas uh in the places that you want to move to.
4: Okay. All right. I could do that. All right. Yeah.
2: Well thanks for taking time to call in today.
4: Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and help me. I really am really grateful for your time. Thank you.
2: That was You're welcome. That was great. Uh and so and, and I would say at least initially I would start to look into well, if I had a hierarchy or a ranking of them, I would say to look at Taos New Mexico. Okay. That would be number one. Hawaii would be number two, and Sedona uh, would be number three. Um, uh, but I think that those three places are a, a very, very good place for you to begin looking. And they they right. satisfy your criteria because they're all in warm climates.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I need all that, like the spirituality and, and in tune with nature and the stones and the
2: trees and you're most likely to find that in Taos um uh Sedona as well. Uh so um that's probably why those are really showing very strongly.
4: Okay. I'll look into it. Um, All right. I'll well, enjoy yeah. the
2: rest of your day. Thank you. You're welcome.
4: All right. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. So I'll just remind you, if you would like to get a reading and get into the queue for that, you can call 646-716-5510, uh, or you can connect in from the show page. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after this. My name is Hi C, and we'll be back in a moment.
1: listening to LIVE On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE host. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome back. My name is High C. I am your host for this month's call in show, which happens every fourth Sunday of the month. If you would like to connect in for a reading, you can do so from the show page or you can call 646 716 5510. You can find information about me if you would like to do a more personal, in depth one on one session at tarotbyhighc.net. You can email me, highc at or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just search for Tarot by high c or go to Facebook.com slash Tarot high c and I welcome you there. Um, also there you can subscribe to my daily newsletter where I send out uh, astrological information for the day as well as a daily card that is kind of the overall energy for the day uh, and an herbal ally that gives you something that you can use to help support you energetically in the best way possible for that day. So we've been talking throughout the show about some of the different astrological weather patterns of the year, uh, some of the primary aspects. So we've had Jan- um, <clears throat> January through August, the Jupiter retrograde, uh, April through June. We then also have a Mars retrograde on top of that. Now, I will say that probably the most challenging and difficult month of the year is going to be May, uh, because not only do we have Jupiter retrograde and Mars retrograde, but then we also get a Mercury retrograde. So we have three retrogrades all on top of each other, which is just going to feel as if we're constantly trying to head into headwinds that are blowing against us hurricane force, and therefore we are likely to make little to no progress on things. So what happens when there's a big storm? We're thinking, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store, and all of a sudden there's a big storm blowing through. We say, you know, I'm just going to stay inside read a book by the fireplace, have some tea, wait for the storm to blow over, then I'll go to the grocery store maybe in a couple of days. (laughs) Um, That's really the approach that we want to think of for May. As much as we possibly can, if we can just pull back, retreat, and sit May out, that is going to be best. So we want to relax and rejuvenate during May. We want to not be really trying to do anything of great, Import. Uh, We don't want to be trying to really push anything forward. We don't want to sign on the dotted line for anything, especially during May. Um, Use that time to uh, reevaluate things, to research things, to make sure, double check things, and and that we have all of the the information and all of the, the resources that we need in place. Um, but we don't necessarily want to finalize or sign on to anything during May. Um, And it's interesting because the card that came up to represent that one particular month with the three retrogrades on top of each other uh, is the Hermit card. And that couldn't be more literal because it's really about just pulling back into our cave, being a little more introspective, just kind of staying at home, not really being out trying to do much, um and just kind of sitting May out. Um so as much as we can do that, the better. Uh that doesn't mean obviously we I mean we have our everyday things that we have to go about doing, we have to go to work, etc. Um, but I wouldn't make any big plans for May. I wouldn't uh be putting any sort of deadlines for anything of major importance in May. Um I wouldn't be looking at May as a time to kick something off. Uh, or to start something, Um, and so just keep that in mind, because I think that's going to be very important for that month um, to really pull back a bit. Uh, So then uh, I talked about how, you know, we come out of that, obviously, in June, and then at the end of June, we come out of the Mars retrograde. Um, The Jupiter retrograde will still be there July, August, so we don't want to necessarily go too big, too quickly, or, or be suddenly jumping into taking any big chances or risks on anything. But July, August, we get to start at least moving forward again our feelings if things are starting to pick up speed a little bit, or we'll find that things we do try to uh, make progress on meet with less resistance, uh, don't seem to come across uh, any major challenges. Um, they may still go a little slowly. Um, but that's okay just use that time to start getting things up to speed um we do have another mercury retrograde in september so we don't want to necessarily move things too quickly to you know forward or, or go too big uh too soon but then uh as we move towards the end of the year um we have a saturn trine uranus uh which is actually on christmas eve but it the energy of it kind of kicks in around november um, and trines are really beneficial. They're they're really um, supportive in a lot of ways. And so, what we are likely to find uh, towards the end of the year is well. First thing I want to say is um, we may find that uh, things that relate back to 2010 are likely to. Um, come up or or are likely to start reaching their conclusion or start to reach a sense of understanding around them. Um, Maybe we're able to make closure with them. So the end of this year, really pay attention because there may be from 2010 that are particularly related to what's going on at the end of the year in a positive way more generally that Saturn uh, trine Uranus period at the end of the year is really going to be about um, having recognized what is worn out and what needs to be let go so that the new can start to come in. We'll probably be getting a sense of what that might need to be throughout this year, but it really reaches that point of saying, okay, it's time for, you know, it's like, Saying over and over again, I really need to clean out my closet. Um, and then finally, we reach the point where it's like, just okay, this is Saturday. I have nothing else to do. I'm just going to go and just start cleaning things out and take all the used clothes to Goodwill and just make room for something new to come in you know, kind of thing. And that's really kind of what that period is about at the end of this year that we'll, we have reached the point of knowing what needs to go, being willing to let it go, clear out the space because we know there is something new coming or that we want to bring in and therefore we now need to make that space rather than let the old continue to get in the way and, and um, not make room for what it is that we're really wanting there. Uh, so there is a sense also at the end of the year that um things that we have been putting our efforts into begin to manifest or begin, begin to come into tangible um reality uh so there's a, so it's when we start to reap the the rewards when we start to see the results when we start to enjoy the fruits of our labors around things that we have had patience perseverance and discipline for So we hear how that relates to what's going on this year because especially patience and perseverance with the Jupiter retrograde saying, you know, don't try to go big, um, don't take unnecessary risks with the Mars retrograde really saying, uh, and let's not really try to push or force things forward. Let them just kind of take their own momentum, let them coast, Um, but let's not try to be the driving force behind moving them forward, especially to satisfy our own impulses and instant gratifications. If we have that patience, if we're willing to take things slowly and if we're willing to stick with them rather than giving up uh, the first time that they don't work, then by the end of the year, we're likely to really start seeing a payoff around having taken that approach. So have the patience, have the perseverance, have the discipline, and you'll start to reap the rewards and see the results of that in the latter part of this year. So we could just say Q4 of this year going to be very businessy about it, um, is really when we start to see that. Also, that can likely be a time when things that we were wanting insight around or clarity around or weren't quite grasping or understanding, we're likely to start getting a much more clear sense and insight into um, what those are, what that needs to be, what that looks like. Uh, so it's it's a it's when things you, you know things start to fall into place towards the end of the year, um, and and we're able to both see more clearly the direction we need to be going, as well as we will feel as if we have more of the courage and perseverance and tenacity that we need in order to take advantage of the opportunities that are going to be coming. Um, and part of that is because we haven't overexerted our energies during the rest of the year. Um, We have taken things slowly. We haven't exhausted ourselves. Um, We have been able to retreat or pull back, and whether that's just to rest or whether that's to pull back from situations so that they don't overheat and blow up, um, by the end of the year, we'll then feel like, okay, I'm now ready for, I now feel I have the courage to take on this opportunity. So the end of the year is kind of the payoff for the more challenging aspects of a good portion of the rest of the year um, but they're only challenging if we really push against them or try to to work in opposition to the energies that are going on um, and what's really nice is that the the card that came up to represent that uh, end of the year period that Saturn trine Uranus period November December is the three of cups and this is a card of celebration, so it shows that we're likely to have something to celebrate during that time. But again, I would come back to if we've had patience, perseverance, and discipline around something. Um, we may also feel very joyful. Um, we may be feeling as if, oh, I'm now ready to to move in this direction. I'm now feeling very excited, happy, upbeat about um, what can be uh, because I've now made room for the possible to come in rather than having it be uh, crowded out by the old. Um, Three of Cups is also a great card for networking and connecting with people. So we may find that we will have found our tribe by the end of the year. Uh, We may find that, um, if you heard me speaking earlier right now, for the next couple of weeks uh, into March, this is a great time for making connections, fostering relationships, and whether those are romantic or business or whatever, but um, relationships and and being social during this time, um, relationships and things that we connect with or cultivate and foster during the next couple of weeks um, are likely to be beneficial to us in the future. There may not be an immediate payoff for that kind of thing, but something in the future. So whether it's We meet somebody, but we don't necessarily go out on a date with them. But then a few months later, we see them, and now we go out on a date with them. But it's because we recognized each other at a party uh, from when we had met, you know, a few months before. Uh, Whether it's a business relationship or or something that we reach out to um, to make a connection to, even though it may not come to something right. And like for example, I told one client, you know, now is a really great time to be going out they're looking for a job. Now is a really great time to be going out and just interviewing any place and everywhere that you feel would be interesting to you. Not because you think you're totally qualified, not because you think you might get the job, but just because the importance of making the connection, because it may be that six months, eight months, a year from now, the person you interview with may be working someplace else that you go and interview for. And they remember you and they're like, Oh, you'll be a perfect fit here, even though you weren't at this other place. Or, uh, they remember you and six months later they call and say, you know, you interviewed for us six months ago and we didn't have something open then, but now we have something that I think would be better, you would be interested. So it's it's that idea that um, the, the uh, fostering or cultivating or connecting during this uh, next couple of weeks, but that Three of Cups would especially say you will likely see a lot of the benefit from that come to fruition towards the end of the year. So you don't wait until then. Um, but also don't be in a rush or need it to happen overnight. Um, uh, Three of Cups is also really great for things feeling as if they're flowing well and that I'm surrounded by a loving, supportive community. I have good friends. I have good you know, people around me. I have the support I need, etc. So the end of the year, it's a good time to seek that out at that time. The end of the year is going to be a great time for networking. So if you're thinking about I'm not ready this year to make a move, say, in a job, But uh, by the end of the year, you're thinking, you know, I think maybe next year is the time for me to do that. Um, The last part of the year, November, December, is a really, really, really (laughs) beneficial, auspicious time um, to be networking, reaching out to your network, um, engaging in social activities with places that allow networking, like, you know, women in marketing, having events and you go to that or that kind of thing. Um, So, uh the end of the year is really this amazing kind of payoff for what it is that we are patient with during the rest of the year and also where we may feel a lot of frustration or challenge, especially with the obstacles that we come up against, with the um pushback that we and the resistance that we seem to encounter, with the feeling of I seem to make two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. By the end of the year, that will have you know quite shifted, and will be in a, a very happy place, if you will. Um, things will have calmed down a bit, and also be setting the stage for new growth, for new things to happen. Um, so hopefully that has helped to give you a good sense of the overall uh, year's weather patterns and things. And I would like to thank. Everyone who called in, and thank everyone who is listening. Um, we offer this call-in show the fourth Sunday of every month, where you have a chance to receive a reading uh, live uh, during the show. And I would encourage you to also check out all of the other shows that we have here on the Soul Vox Network, um, in the archives of Blog Talk Radio, or on iTunes. And again, my name is Heisey. I was, it was my pleasure to be here with you today. And uh, you can find out more about me at tarotbyhighc.net. Feel free to email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net, or find me on Facebook at tarotbyhighc or facebook.com slash tarothighc. And, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions you have if you are interested in a more in-depth private session with me, whether in person, by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, Perhaps just... Kick back, relax, don't take things too seriously and give your critiques of what people are wearing on the red carpet at the Oscars tonight. Uh, And we will look forward to having you join us here again next time.
1: Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows L-I-V-E on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carasella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.